From the red carpet to the celebrity street style hairdos and hair don'ts, this is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host, ladies and gentlemen, Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Get Trust With Us. Today, I'm joined in the studio by my cohort in all things Bote, Mr. Travis Cronin. Oh, hi, Gwen. And we have a special guest in the studio today. We do, a newbie. We do. We have our news director, Mr. Brody Brown. Hi. And Brody, I'm not sure if you guys all follow Brody, <laughs> Mr. Brody Brown on Instagram. Brody is like a style guy. He's like a high style guy. His hair is always perfect. He's got like a real jewelry, yeah. personal style. Yeah, when I don't yeah, have to pawn it off for lunch, but yeah. He's got, that does happen. It does happen. <laughs> Especially I'm like obsessed with the bone broth place. Yes. Like I just spent 10 bucks on, <laughs> on broth, but that's cool. I'm <laughs> drinking my lunch, but I really think that it's going to be good for my immunity yes. Yes. and for my physique. And your hair. hair. Well, my hair, obviously, because all this fresh ginger and garlic just boosts the red, mm, right? I want That's so. what it does. All right. So you guys, it's been like such a great week in beauty land for so many reasons. Of course, we had the Oscars. Mm-hmm. All right, stick a pin in that. We're going to circle back. Can't wait. But let's just talk about all these royal tours that are happening. Yes, the royal main tour one. Morocco with yes. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, mm-hmm. now called the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Mm-hmm. Yes, they is. She's always going to be Meghan Markle to me. Yeah, just but, you know, plain the, old Megs. The Duchess of Sussex. They went to Morocco and they've been having a grand old time. It's kind of like their baby moon, but kind of like their baby moon, but a working baby moon, which is it's not a working that fun. baby moon because you know when you're a royal, you got to work. I yeah. could watch them just go into processions of like little girls and boys giving them flowers so for cute. hours and hours. It is really there was really a lot sweet. of that this trip too. Yeah, it's true because they went to so many schools for underprivileged underprivileged kids. Yeah, so there was like you know eight different little girls handing roses and like it's artisan made things sweet to them. To look I at. love it. I it's such a. Soft I mean, there's spot in my been heart. no gender reveal yet, but what do you guys think? It's a girl from me. Yeah, I think it's a girl. I too. totally think it's a girl. I think she Why looks do you like think it's a girl. I think she looks like she's carrying a girl. I feel like on all of these tours, maybe there are just more girls than boys that are on the parade routes and stuff. But like, it always mm. seems like she goes right to a little girl. I love that people really pick up on all the little signs. Yeah, yes. that's a good point though. That she does go towards the little girls, and she's pregnant. It's sweet. It's just really sweet. And you know, we are going to check in with a top expert in this field, one of our favorites. Love him. Omid Scobie. Yes. He is the host of the On Air podcast, and he also does all of the Royals content for Good Morning America. Oh, okay. and so much more. And he has been with the Royals in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much fun is that? So he's going to give us the inside scoop. Yes. Dispatch from the UK. Dispatch? Well, dispatch from Morocco. Oh, still in Morocco. I'm not yeah. sure if he's still in Morocco or if he's back in the UK. He'll let us know. Yeah. But... Should we get him on the horn? Yes. Yes. All right, let's ring him, as they say, on the other side of the pond. (laughs) Hello. Oh, dear Omid, that's you. We're so excited. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm here with one of your favorites, Travis Cronin. Hi, Omid. Travis, how are you doing? I miss you every day. And we also (laughs) have Brody Brown in the studio. Oh, my gosh, surprise guest. (laughs) This is like a family reunion. It is. It is like a family reunion. So as I just announced to our Get Trust With Us listeners, you are the host of the On Air podcast. That's right. Where can our our readers find it? 
Uh, every all good podcast apps. Uh, we basically just talk about royals for far too long every week, but it's good fun. Oh my god, that's so much fun! Well, we can't get enough of this royal chat. We can't. We no, can't get enough. Of I want to see them touching, like getting little presents from little children all the time, just tossing their hair, grabbing flowers, or holding hands, holding hands, lots of holding hands. Yeah, <laughs> stolen that's kids. That's pretty much what my 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 four days in Morocco with Harry and Meghan was. A lot of PDA, a lot of meeting young kids a lot of cute moments it was great fun so are you still in morocco or are you back in london no i'm back in london uh, as are harry and megan they flew back on t- uh, yesterday whatever day that was uh, they flew but they had a day of rest basically at the end of the tour they were able to spend one night uh, in one of the king of the country's private residences which they had to themselves uh, so a great way to finish the trip how lavish and fabulous yeah it doesn't get better than that was that in Rabat or was it in? Just outside of Rabat. Oh. Uh, the, I, the location was kept a secret. Mm. I think over, what was really interesting on the trip was that the, the secrecy and mystery around the Moroccan royal family is a lot more than what we're used to with the British royal family, who are a lot more sort of transparent and open. You know, they wouldn't even tell us sort of, I, I don't think they would even tell Harry and Meghan themselves exactly what time they were going to meet the king on the last day of the trip until the last moment because he just didn't want to give his location away. Quite, wow. quite surreal. That's wild. Well, I've been to Marrakesh and my big memory of being in Marrakesh is that I couldn't give my location away to anyone because everything looked the same and there were no street signs. So I was like, well, I'll be by the pink wall. (laughs) I literally was like, if I lose one of my friends who speaks French, I will never find my way back to the Riyadh or the house that I'm staying at because... I mean, literally, there are no street signs. Everything is utter chaos, and everything looks like a pink wall. Cool. But I loved Morocco. I did. I can't wait to go back. And she wore that like Valentino cape dress. Well, let's talk in about red. let's talk about everything that yes. she wore, Omid, because I thought that it was a spectacular show of style. Given that she's you know, eight months pregnant at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, she's just, well, she's she's about seven and a half months pregnant and she's probably at that stage where it's getting a little awkward in sort of finding outfits that complement her changing figure. And, you know, there's certainly a lot less available when it comes to dressing a bump. Yeah, and she's quite small and she's quite a petite girl. So I think that, um, you know, the bump just looks bigger than usual. Well, and she went, I think, it was like the first time we saw her in a super, super flowy, like, real dress. Oh, was I that loved Caroline Herrera? The Carolina blue Herrera one. blue flowy gown was just next level mm-hmm. fashionista. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like the first exactly. time yeah, Omid, she's it. really worn the big dress? Yeah, we've seen, I think we've seen a lot of Megan sort of wearing very figure-hugging outfits. She really likes to show off the bump. Um, you know, and I think because she is, as my, as Gwen said, she's so petite, the bump is really the big giveaway. I think when she's wearing something a bit flowier and, and, and looser, you almost don't notice that she's pregnant. So right. I think that might be some of it. But yes, that last outfit, the custom Herrera uh, looked great on her. She also loves to always hold the bump. We always like yeah. see pictures of her with the under cradling of the bump with one Almost or two hands. All pregnant ladies do that, Brody, when they are being photographed because they don't want to look in the camera like a right. big giant grimace. They want to look like I'm Remind cradling them. I'm cradling a bump. 
Yes. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also, where do you put your hands? You know, it's quite—it's quite, it's quite a, a, a bump with presents. <laughs> you know, it's, there's also a baby in there, so there is that kind of nurturing, protectiveness that I think Megan has. Especially, you know, on the trip in Morocco, there were a hundred members of the press from around the world wow. on that trip. I think it's like fifty-one from the UK and forty-four from sort of Moroccan and French media. And so, when you're around those kind of numbers, I think there probably is like a maternal mother protective instinct that kicks in um, and that's where that kind of cupping of the bump may may come from so mm. so so cool so you've told us before on get trust with us but just in case we have some new listeners please tell us again a little bit about the process of when a royal tour is being planned how far in advance Megan's team will source the looks that she's going to be wearing. How do they test them out, knowing the locations and the, and the lighting and, and all of that? Because I just always find that fascinating. Yeah, well, so the typical royal tour uh, involves planning you know, from every single direction. But fashion, of course, is a massive part of it. Of course. And so the second that that request is made and accepted for royals to travel to a certain location, all the prep begins. And Megan would have worked very closely with her, one of the Kensington Palace assistants, um, and maybe even friend Jessica Mulrooney, she often turns to for style advice on the kind of right looks that would be appropriate for Morocco. And so a lot of things go into consideration for that. Uh, The Kensington Palace staff do reconnaissance um, at each location and they take notes of the colours of the room and the lighting in the room and so on and where the cameras will be and all of these different things. And so all of that comes is then taken into account when putting together the perfect tour wardrobe. And then there are also the cultural nods as well. So we saw Mm -hmm. Megan arrive in that beautiful red Valentino. It was incredible. Um, and, the, and of course, red is the colour of the mm. Mor- Moroccan flag. And over there, it has huge historic significance. And the colour itself represents hardiness and bravery and strength and valour and all of these great things that kind of represent Megan as well. Yes. But so we're arriving in red. A is going to win over the country immediately. I mean, like, that's brownie points to their next degree. <laughs> but it also is just like, that's the way you cleverly dress on trips like this is how you win people over. Totally. Now, does she travel with a hairstylist and makeup artist or is she doing her own hair and makeup on tour? So she was uh, accompanied by George Northwood on this trip. Oh, her hairstylist. Yes, uh, he he travelled with her on the big Oceanic tour Mm -hmm. last fall and has become a really close confidant of Megan. I think she's really comfortable with the way that he does her hair. And especially at the moment when she's not treating her hair in the same way that she was pre-pregnancy and not colouring it in the same way, I think that there is a different approach to the way she's doing her hair. So having someone that really knows knows those locks well um, are going to put her at ease. But for her makeup, she's doing it all herself. I'm told that that's what she's comfortable with. And we've heard Daniel Martin talk about how good she is at doing it herself. Yeah, he's given her lessons. And, and Daniel's whole vibe is like a very light hand of makeup. And so it, it makes perfect sense that she'd be able to carry that off herself. She's not a Kardashian contour. She's really doing it yeah, with some light. <laughs> it, it makes sense that she would have a professional hair guy there because there was a picture I saw with a, a side profile and I was like, that ponytail is like perfectly, Perfect. perfectly sleek down. He's so a protractor. And that like, night <laughs> that she was wearing that cream number, yes. her hair just looked magnificent. Yeah. That was the one time it was down, right? 
I think so. It was a little down. Yeah. What was the outfit she was running in, Omid? She, like, was jogging a little bit, and I was like, wait, well, why are you running? You're seven and a half months pregnant. Was that the first Valentino dress? No, that was something else. She, I think, but that was when we were in a place called Asney Town in the Atlas Mountains. Megan had actually flown there in a helicopter that morning, which I just kind of, it's unbelievable how much energy she has to still be doing this stuff so far into her pregnancy. But we were outside um, a boarding house uh, for a school that provides education opportunities to girls from rural parts of the country. And there were two little girls there that had come come all the way from Marrakesh waiting wow. to meet Megan. And so she saw them and she ran over. I believe she was in a blazer with she rolled in, up sleeves. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so yeah, cute. That little, that's like, right. um, it was the, like a bodycon dress with oh, a blazer. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> that's right. really cool. The like, an, like a cream color. And she that was the white Aritzia blazer. And then she had the goss bijou, like, big earrings. And then, like, the Jimmy Choo slingbacks. That was, like, my favorite look. Also because those Sasha mm. Baron Cohen, <laughs> our former fashion owner, loves the goss bijou <laughs> earrings. So I thought that was so cute. She looked really amazing. <laughs> so now we were just chatting, Omid, about how it seems like, I mean, there might just be more little girls than little boys that are at these engagements, but it seems to us like the first child that Megan goes to is always a little girl. And we think that that might be telling that she's having a girl. What do you think? Oh, interesting. I haven't thought of it that way. I mean, I will say that Megan does seem to gravitate towards the young girls. I think we even saw that in in Australia and New Zealand last year. And I think that's because she's quite aware that she is a role model to young girls. In fact, the British ambassador to Morocco that accompanied Harry and Megan on all of their trips was chatting to me on the last day. And his two daughters had been lucky enough to actually meet Harry and Megan a few times throughout the trip. And he said that every time Megan would run over and give them a hug and just chat to them. And he was like, that's the kind of woman that I want my girls to grow up and look up to. Because I think Megan's very aware of that sort of, I guess, position that she has now. And so it's her comfort zone. I think she knows how girls are going to react. And also boys are always a little bit awkward on things like this. I've seen this time and time again on engagements with uh, Case as well. Mm -hmm. When they approach little boys, the boys often get really shy (laughs) and tongue-tied. Right. Because they're too pretty. The girls always want to chit-chat. Oh, that's so, so cute. (laughs) All right, well, we can't let you go before we talk about Something that Travis brought up, and it's a hair-related question. Oh, my God, Omed. It's been locked in my brain forever. (laughs) Hit me with it. Oh, it's Prince (laughs) Harry's top of his head. Oh, Prince Harry. I mean, listen, he he will joke about it with anyone. He's very aware of his thinning crown. I don't know what you could do about something like that. We could send him some Nutrafol. I know exactly what you could do about that. I'm happy to send him a whole breakdown of the medicine behind it. (laughs) (laughs) But let me ask: Do we think that it's a little fuller than it used to be? Okay, so this this is what I've been thinking. Yes, it's a little fuller, but it's only because he grew it out. There's actually less follicles, but the hair is just longer. And in one of Mm. your Instagram stories, where we got a side of Prince Harry that we don't usually see from above I I got to really look in there and you know I held my thumb on it so it wouldn't go away for a very long time and sent it to at least seven of my close friends and he has longer hair but there is definitely less of it well I mean William lost his hair young yes yes and they do share one parent in common but William lost his hair from the front William lost his hair from the front like the widow's peak receded back and then the rest went away oh I sort of remember that crown 
piece. That, oh, like, I remember male that was missing. Balding. Yeah. But yeah. it was to here, and then they sort of met in the middle. Okay. Harry doesn't have as much of a widow peak. It's just a thinning crown. I like that, Omed. A thinning crown right on top. I, don't, I just want him to, <laughs> to keep his gingerness as long as possible because he is my fiery ginger. Hot prince. I think he'd be a hot ball guy, though, too. Oh, he's going to be hot. No what are you what? hearing, Oma? Tell me the he's rumors about swagger. him shaving his head. He's got swagger. I'm starting that rumor right now. I, I don't think we'll see Harry shaving his head for no some way. time. In fact, I think Harry's at a point where he seems really comfortable with his style and who he is. And I think since he started, you know, life with Megan, he seems to be wearing slightly more kind of tailored suits and just looking oh, a little yes. bit more cool. And he, he's got those like cool club Monaco coats that he pulls out on occasion. <laughs> and the Everlane and even sweaters. <laughs> Those yes. Everlane jumpers, they're so sleek. It's the Meghan Markle effect. She has made him have a little bit of her sparkle. Exactly. Well, even when they arrived in Morocco, I noticed that he had matched his tie, his sort of pale pink tie, with the colour of Meghan's Valentino clutch, her mm-hmm. V-ring clutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are kind of dressing a little bit in tune with each other, which is cute. I like it. They're it's, gagging us, bringing very, in every very ball. Cute. <laughs> it's very, very cute. Okay, well, we have got to move on to American royalty. <laughs> The Hollywood's A-list. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. On the red carpet at the Oscars. (laughs) Did you catch any of it, Omid? I, like a a true sort of Us Weekly graduate, I sat in my bed in in Morocco watching the red carpet arrivals on my phone. I didn't actually watch the ceremony because we all know that that is second to everything. Totally. Uh, But I did watch the arrivals. Whose hair and makeup and gown blew you away? Oh, good question. Yes. Um, do you know what I? And, and this is this. I may be slightly biased by this, just because I watched the interview yesterday. But Selma Blair's moment it was amazing. At the fantasy oh. fair party yep. just was such an iconic moment of bravery and strength, and just I, you you can't not have been touched by that. I thought she looked incredible, and it was beautiful pretty too. colors. Yes. Yeah, I thought she looked beautiful. But yeah. I'm really, I'm really into that Lucy Boynton, who's English, and her makeup artist Joe Baker has been just doing the most incredible makeup looks throughout award mm-hmm. season. And I love Laura Harrier. Is that how you pronounce who's that? it? She's in Black Klansman, and she'd been rumored to be dating <gasps> yes. Justin Theroux. Yes. Back oh, in that's the fall. I know her from. She Connection. wore like sky blue eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. You know, from from a makeup standpoint, it was. Um, most people wore like pretty muted stuff, except for I loved Constance Wu with her like pop of red lip. It was really fun. Mm. You know, who's so shockingly muted, J Lo. Like well, J Lo was serving up old school J Lo glow with the well, with the, mm. the, it was the Tom Scott Ford. Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. She, you know, her caramel lip and her super contoured bronzy face, mm-hmm. and you know, I just thought that she looked amazing. I mean, her hair was very polished. Yes, it was a little bit more sexed up for the Vanity Fair after party. Yes, but you know, she was giving me like classic J Lo, and I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked Rachel Weiss because I liked that really like sexy wild. wild dress. But then the hair it was, was a little so, bizarre. It was like schoolgirl with she a little had headband. A, a headband. It was. I, I honestly have to say that Rachel Weiss, who I absolutely love as an actress, and I love her whole beauty vibe. She was not doing it for me on Oscars night. Yeah, but I like that weird It's dress. tough to wear a headband past 13 years old. It really, oh, really is. like you wear a headband with <laughs> a very British, specific like can. her that Givenchy dress was like cool in theory, but it had a it was very top heavy and so 
the hair to me just didn't really vibe with the lines of the dress. It was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm a Gemma Chan fan. That gigantic. Only yes. I didn't like. I, I, I didn't love love the dress. In, in in a sea of like metallics and muted colors, Gemma yeah. Chan really popped. Right. It was an exciting moment. And that's what you want on Oscars night is a little bit of high energy, a yes. bit of drama. That's right. Um, I also, do you know what? I also really like Glenn Close. And she the, the outfit yeah. itself wasn't that exciting. She but I like just loved her presence. Yeah, exactly. It was her presence and her just her confidence, and it was it was her big night. Yeah, I agree. and she just she looked great. And that meme of her was- before she goes on to the red carpet was the best thing to come out of it. You saw the meme where she's also looking at Billy Porter, and she that's sees, what I'm talking you know, about. When she, when she yeah. sees Billy Porter in that like tuxedo gown, and she's like stunned, and then very into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought Billy Porter looked amazing. You guys, me his too. Custom Sir- Christian Siriano. Tuxedo and ball gowns. It, it was Kurt. An, an homage too to um, Hector a, a Extravaganza. Yeah, in the House of Extravaganza. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was a beautiful throwback. It looked very hot though. Yeah, it did look that, a bit hot. That was a lot of velvet. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't I even realize that. Must have been baking yeah. under that. <laughs> and that was a strapless, thick velvet gown with just like a little tuxedo over uh, it. God, that must have been sweaty. Yeah. But you guys, Whatever. how about Charlize Theron with like the, the hair makeover uh, for it's the red not carpet? Fair to compare to anyone else, She's right? Like she gets there, and it's like everybody else can just go home. Yeah. Well, Adir Abergel told us exclusively mm-hmm. that he cut her hair and dyed it dark, dark brown, like a chestnut, rich chocolate chestnut that Tracy Cunningham colored. But Adir had creative directed this look that she did. Charlize like went out on a limb and literally just like completely transformed her hair just for the red carpet. Wow. Not for a roll, not for a shoot, like not for anything. Just for that Dior dress. But that Dior moment on the red carpet. And I thought that was like really cool. I love that. Me too. She's sexy, she's fierce. She looks like kick your ass. She looks like a princess. She has it all going for her. Right. Mm. Um, she had that really cool snake-like Bulgari necklace as well. She had like four Bulgari necklaces on. <laughs> she was like rocking chains like offset. She was like a rapper just like dripping. <laughs> Came through dip drip. She did. Well, you can't talk about a necklace without talking about <gasps> Lady Gaga's. Oh my God, my favorite. What was it? 50 million? 500 million? It was the rock million. itself yeah. is 30 million, but yes. then there was also 20 million of diamonds all around it. 50 and it million was, dollar necklace. It was a, what, 35 carat? Yellow canary, diamond. The biggest canary, canary diamond in the entire diamond. world. That Audrey Hepburn had worn mm-hmm. before right. Lady Gaga did. So how about that for iconography? Uh, and Tiffany just has it like locked up somewhere. I'm in, sure. In yeah. Audrey it's definitely in the Fifth Avenue it. flagship. It's probably oh, in it. It's on display yeah. at the Fifth Avenue flagship. But that give me a crown jewel, like give me like a piece of history on your yeah. neck that you're wearing as accessories. I'm here for it. Pull one out of the vault like that. Yeah. You know how many people died for that stone? A lot. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, come on. Don't bring that up. Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, too you know, real. Let's just like turn the conversation back to Megan for a minute because <laughs> I think that her. Well, while we have Omid, it's so yeah. rare and so beautiful that yes. we do. I was expertise <laughs> at the ready. I feel like she makes a real statement with her jewelry. She's always wearing very dainty, delicate little pieces. She's got like a real specific jewelry style. Well, what's nice about the jewelry that she wears is that although some of it's quite expensive, she's, you know, a big fan of Maison Burks, which is Canada's most sort of prestigious jewelry brands. I think they've been around since like the 19th century or something. And she's bought lots of their diamond pieces. We've seen her in earrings and she's got some of their rings and, and necklaces and that kind of stuff. But she'll wear them again and again. She'll really get her money's worth out of them. And she never overdoes it. She likes the fine little rings that she, she wears, those very fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know what they call Gwen, what are they called? Like little stacking yeah, rings. Yeah, stackable rings. So she wears rings. beautiful little, you know, I wear like them when? too, guys. I wear them too. Yeah, she's wearing it's a my ton. signature. Cool. What's the protocol if Megan wants to wear a piece of royal jewelry? Does she like does, a piece of Diana's the, or a piece yeah, of the Queen's? Yeah, grab have to Lady Gaga's offer, Tiffany or, necklace. Or can, does she like mm. submit a request, or does does Harry have to say something? How does that work? Well, what's interesting with a lot of the jewellery that Diana had, uh, it actually <laughs> was gifted to Diana as a member of the royal family. And so in that respect, that means that everything belonged to the Queen. So if you're given, so if Meghan or Kate is gifted, say, a, a necklace by a prince on an official royal visit, that will officially belong to the royal family. And so when Princess Diana died, it all went back to the Queen and into the vault. Harry and William both have access to a lot of Diana's own personal collection of jewellery. But if you want to borrow any of the big pieces, you've got to go through the big boss. The request has to go through her. And it doesn't happen very often. There aren't many white tie events for the royals these days. So we haven't had Meghan in a tiara yet. Everyone's still waiting for that moment. Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, we've had Meghan in a tiara in that Beyonce and (laughs) Jay-Z video clip where we saw her on that painting. That was so that was, cool. Uh, that was like everyone's dream. Like we yeah, don't need to wait fantastic. for a picture. We have that painting. No, it was really. I just thought that that was such an in- incredible expression on the part of Beyonce and Jay Z, and and it really yeah. touched. Oh, everyone. Man, what do you think Megan thought about that? Was she as like happy about it as we were? I mean, it just made my life. And no matter what position you're at in life, when Beyonce says you're amazing, it's gonna affect you. Yeah. Well, what was cute about that was that Megan actually on her old Instagram account had made lots of references to like. Beyonce she had lyrics. lyrics or like yeah, yeah. all of so she was a, she was a fan for sure mm-hmm. and she would have just come out of that baby shower having literally been like spoiled rotten by all of her friends and then about to climb onto her private jet that Amal Clooney had lent for the evening to then look at her phone and see that Beyonce and Jay Z had like picked her up at the Brit Awards. Yeah. I <laughs> cannot imagine she would have been anywhere but cloud nine in that moment. I mean, that is some great energy for that unborn child. I gotta yeah. tell you, she's like forget my wedding day this is the best day of my life (laughs) (laughs) now while we have you because i just can't get enough of it right like just remind our listeners of what we might see when megan gives birth does she have to be in hospital can she give birth at home are they going to have the town crier is it the same as for a potential heir or not really do they have a little bit more liberty well, Harry and Meghan have the luxury of choice when it comes to this. With William and Kate, you know, they are what you know their children are heirs to the throne. Uh, William and Kate themselves will be king and queen one day. It's very different for Harry and Meghan. Right? They may even choose to have children that don't have titles at all, much oh. like Princess Anne did with her own. So, when it comes to that hospital moment. M- Palace haven't announced anything yet. There will be an official media briefing on this very soon. I, my theory is that they're going to do it a lot differently. So there will be a totally different hospital, somewhere private, somewhere out away from the public eyes, and we'll get a very separate press release uh, from the palace when the baby is born, alongside maybe a photo. Now, with Megan, she loves an Instagram moment. I'm thinking like a picture of the baby's hand on her and Harry's hands. I or could something see it. Like I could see it. it sounds very And then like Alexi Lubomirsky portraits of a course. couple of weeks later. Exactly. And even then, in the portraits, very modern, it'll probably be, I can see Harry holding the baby himself uh-huh. and maybe her next to him. You know, just a little different play on the kind of picture of modern parents. 
I think they're going to do it differently. I think they're going to surprise us all. I think Megan is going to be quite keen to not have that moment where she needs to get dressed up to the nines right. mm-hmm. less than 24 hours after giving birth right. and stepping out in front of the world because that's not natural. Right. And Megan's very much about real women yep. and strength and independence and all the rest of it. I don't think it falls in line with that. It seems very feminist to not make a woman like get dressed up and like walk right. out in front of the cameras right after she's given birth. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, this has uh, just been absolutely <laughs> fascinating. I yes. wish you would come on all the time, Omid, every week. He's too in demand, Gwen. I mean, Anytime. I know. Anytime. I know. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. It was so great to see you in London. I didn't get enough Omid time. Oh, it was great. It was great. And Thanks I, again for having me. Absolutely. We will be in touch soon. We love you so much. Bye, Omid. Love Bye, you. Omid. Cheerio. Love to see you all. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, you guys. Angel oh God, baby. Angel like, baby. He's I just the sweetest. Even... Wait. But seriously, like, was no that not title? fascinating? No, is that why sh- would you even have a kid? <laughs> I'm outraged. So I can't tell if I'm outraged or it's actually really chic. No. That you're like a royal kid without a title. I can't tell Can if that's a... chic or I'd be outraged. Okay. What's more chic? Us going to a dinner party and be like, this is my friend Travis. Or us going to a dinner party and be like, this is my friend Travis. Duke of blankety blank. Oh, you're of right. Birkenshire. I also, or, you know, I or bet. Hall. I but then bet, I'm so above I it that I don't even will. need to be a Duke. No. I bet that they will have titles at some point, but yes. not immediately. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to watch it all unfold. Yeah. I like also, the idea I just, of Harry holding the baby in the picture. Oh. I, I hope that that baby comes out of the womb with a full head of red hair, I as know. I did. Girl, you know it or skips diet. a generation. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. You need to let it's the It's a recessive go. trait. Oh, my God. Capital T, big T. It's not going to happen. Get a little baby wig. Oh the chances <laughs> of a ginger having a ginger child are like not ever. It skips a gen. Ugh. Is All that right. not true? But, oh, well, sometimes, not always. All right. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, so we're just going to have to see. But we'll I think that it could be a really beautiful. Well, I'm gonna, I'm if there are to red curls now. on a girl that Perry is holding, I will be happy for the rest of my <laughs> life. explode. Well, it's how I was born. It's how I was born. My mother likes to share that I came out of the womb and they showed me to her and I, she was like, what is that like pink baby with orange kinky hair? <sighs> Little Orphan Annie. It was me. It was me. Anyway. All right, you guys. This has been just such a fun episode of Get Trust With Us. Thank you for listening. Please come back next week for another episode. Until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next week, stay gorgeous. Stay gorgeous.